Blog Talk Radio.
Shalom. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's hour. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord God has made a way that seems to be no way. The Lord has made it possible that we can bring forth the gospel, bring forth the good news, bring forth the truth, and that you can be set free because the truth will set you free. The Son of God, Jesus, who the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. He gives us peace. He gives us hope. He gives us mercy. He gives us grace. How can you refuse these things? How can't you bow down and worship and honor him? Oh, this is the song we were just singing and worshiping. All that came from obedience of the Son to the Father. Thank God that Christ was obedient even to the place of dying on a cross for us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, shalom, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's hour and bless each one of you. I'm grateful that we have a time to be still and know that our Lord is still on the throne. I mean, all the headlines about all the things of the world and all the craziness of elections, I mean, silly things people are focused on. Elections, the Olympics, God have mercy. They should be focusing on their eternal life, eternal destiny, what is before them, as we're all one breath away from eternity. And in the days we're living, these last days, these last hours of the last days, you should be preparing. You should be making yourself ready should be repenting, praying, and fasting. And as Brother Edwin was sharing the revelation from the Lord and from that weeping prophet like the prophet Jeremiah, understand, but it is time to be prepared. And what the Lord has shown me to do is share how you are to be prepared from his word, what he wants you to be doing, how it is through the whole Bible. These lessons that he has been sharing for us to share with you. This is one of the most important ones I believe I've ever shared. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer before we get started, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and praise you. We thank you for your example. We thank you for your character. We thank you for who you are in our life. Lord, we can do nothing without you. We need you each day. Lord. Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you for our Lord and our Savior. We thank you that he is Lord of all. And all people need to know that he is the Lord of all. And Father, that he is the only way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. There is no other road. There is no other door. Only Jesus. Yeshua Jesus. Lord, we pray that you open our hearts and minds to the truth, that we be guided by the mighty Holy Spirit. Lord, that you protect us and you watch over us. And we pray for the applied blood of Jesus over the Lord's hour, over the connections and airways and everything that has to do with it, with the music and with the 
uh, everything that we're able to speak. Father, that you make a way and you protect us from the enemy. You protect us for the one who does not want people to hear the truth. The ones that need to be set free. The ones that need to be taken out of, of captivity and delivered. That's why you came, Lord Jesus. And we pray for protection from him in his uh, wiles and schemes and principalities and powers. That you're greater than all, Lord. And you have defeated the enemy in your mighty name and by the power of your blood. Lord, we're grateful for the mighty angels of God that watch over us. Encamped around us, praise God. The hedge of protection by the mighty Holy Spirit. And by the applied blood of Jesus that you seal off all the doors and windows and anything of the enemy, Lord, in our lives. Oh, Father, we thank you. And Father, we pray that you draw in the lost. You draw in the ones that are scared and fearful. You draw in the ones confused and in chaos in their lives. And understand there can be hope, there can be peace, and there can be salvation for your souls. The ones that are seeking, Lord, I pray they are drawn in to you, Lord Jesus. And they will know that you are a personal God, a personal Lord, and a personal Savior who loves, shows mercy, and gives amazing grace. In the name of Jesus, we honor and praise you. And all of God's people said, Amen. For your name is holy, Lord. For your name is holy. Lord. I
Jesus, Jesus, it is something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance of the rain, kings and kingdoms. We'll all fall or pass away, but there's something about that name. Amen, amen. Well, brothers and sisters, as we understand that Christ humbled himself and that he was obedient even to being a human, to death, even the death on the cross, that he calls us to obedience. The message tonight, disobedience leads to death, and obedience leads to life. Yesterday, as I was pondering what Brother Elvie was sharing about the lady that was weeping like, a, like the weeping prophet of Jeremiah, crying, knowing what the people of the world and the ones that are asleep and backslidden are doing, and it breaks the Father's heart. In understanding, I said, Lord, what is the word? And he simply said, my son, listen and obey and live. Disobey and die. That's very clear. It's very clear, and you will see in this study, and uh, be like Bereans, be like ones that want to sit at Jesus' feet and hear his word. Because, brothers and sisters, there are many words. Let's get to it. Shalom, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus. Shalom to all who are seeking God and his Savior, Jesus Christ, in these critical hours that we live. These being the last days. These days have been the last days ever since Christ died on the cross of Calvary. The Father announcing this in this final chapter of Hebrews, saying, excuse me, not final, first chapter, forgive me, first chapter of Hebrews, saying, Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 3, God's final word in his Son. That's in how important it is to be listening to Jesus. This is God's final word to all mankind. Amen. Verse 1. God having spoken to the fathers long ago in the voices and writings of the prophets in many separate revelations, each of it set forth a portion of the truth and in many ways has in these last days spoken with finality to us in the person of one who is by his character and nature his son, namely Jesus, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, through whom also he created the universe, that is, the universe as a space-time matter continuum. The sun is the radiant and only expression of the glory of our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah.
Shekinah glory, a light bearing the brilliant light of the vine and the express representation, there you go, representation and the perfect imprint of his Father's essence and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word, carrying the universe along to its predetermined goal. When he himself and no other had by then offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin, accomplished purification for the sins, and establish our freedom from guilt, he sat down. Glory to God. Revealing his completed work at the right hand of majesty on high, revealing his divine authority. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to the Lord Jesus. Remember what Christ said? When you have seen me, you have seen the Father. The Father who anoint, announcing th- that his final word to all of mankind is through his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. His Father being very pleased and even proud of his Son for being totally obedient to him. Last Saturday night, I heard something from Brother Elvie that moved in my spirit. The revelation that is in the Word of God, but sometimes things have to be brought back to our memory. He said that God repented and was sorry he made man because man chose to be so evil and wicked and back then and even now like to be more like Satan than God. God have mercy. I know this is a tough statement, but verified by the Word of God in Noah's day and ours. Let's look to confirm. As we confirm this, you will see the difference between the disobedience and the obedience in Noah's day and our time too. Amen? Go to Genesis, Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. Genesis chapter 6, 5 through 7. Let me get a drink. Praise God. Thank you for cool drinks, Lord, in a hot summer. Genesis 5, I mean, Genesis 6, 5 through 7. Verse 5. The Lord saw that wickedness, depravity of man was great on the earth, and that every imagination or intent of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. The Lord regretted that he had made mankind on the earth, and he was deeply grieved in his heart, just like that woman was saying, the Lord is deeply grieved again, just like Noah's day, the Lord said, and now our day, so the Lord said, I will destroy, annihilate mankind, whom I have created, from the surface of the earth, not only man, but the animals and the crawling things, and the birds of the air, because it deeply grieves me to see mankind's sin, and I regret that I have made him. God have mercy. But here you see 
that God repented or regretted that he had made them. So we too should, should I mean, so we too should in our life have regret and repent too. If it's good enough for God, my Lord, brothers and sisters, it should be good enough for us. Amen? If it is good enough for God, it should be good enough for us too. Amen? Now, back to what we are studying tonight. These verses are talking about a very big group of people, almost all on the earth, that are being disobedient to the Creator and their God. An important aspect I want you to see and hear very clearly tonight is that disobedience will lead to death, to be destroyed, and destruction. God have mercy. Now, in one verse, we see the difference in obedient Noah. Amen? Genesis 6, 8. But Noah found favor and grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why did Noah find favor and grace from the Lord? Because he was obedient to the Lord God. He was humble before him, and he submitted to his will. Amazing what the Lord is showing us these days and linking these links together. We learned about being humble, then submitting, and now all this leads to obedience to the Lord. Amen? Now our time. You want to know that we're in the last days and truly believe last of the last days? Look around you. Remember our Lord told us, it will be like the days of Noah. Myself, seeing that is even worse than then. Just like these people in Noah's days did not have the vices we have. They have to go to find evil or bring it back to their dwelling. We too. We too, too. But with technology, we have, we have it much quicker. Like Christ said, when on earth, that he stepped up that evil and sin is not just when you do these things, but when you think about them in your heart and mind. Brothers and sisters, you think the old crafty wise serpent does not know this? Look at the technology we have. All about putting our thoughts and information in your mind. Input of worldly things. Input of evil things, input of prideful things, input of lustful and violent things. God have mercy. So like I tell my lovely wife and sis Brenda, that people better be glad we are living in the time of God's grace. That the Lord is very long-suffering, that none should, that should any perish. But what we see and hear about in the news and on social media, the world is getting more violent, more wicked, and more darker. So now let's look at what God revealed to Paul thousands of years ago about this generation. Again, the contrast between the disobedient and the obedient. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Difficult times will come. They were promised, and they are here. But understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come. Difficult days that will be hard to bear. For people will be lovers of 
yourself. Narcissists, self-focused, lovers of money, impaled by greed. It's like their heart and mind is, is, pierced, is pierced by greed. Boastful, arrogant, rivalers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. And they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection. And be proud of it. It inhuman. Irreconcilable. That's a that's a terrible thing, brothers and sisters, because Christ reconciled us to God the Father. Irreconcilable. That means they can't be reconciled. Malicious, gossip, devoid of self control, intemperate, immoral, brutal, haters of good, traitors. Reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God. Oh, this one, this one you see all the time. Holding to the form of godliness, religion, although they have denied its power, for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such and keep far away from them. From among them are those who worm their way into homes and captivate moral weak and spiritually dwarfed women weighed down by the burdens of sin, easily swayed by their various impulses. And now they don't even have to walk and knock on the door. They do it through the TV and computers. They do it through the phone. God have mercy. Always learning and listen to anybody who will teach them. Because they're not learning themselves. They're not being guided by the Holy Spirit. But never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Just as Janet and Jamrick, the court musicians of Egypt, opposed Moses. So these men also oppose the truth. Men of depraved minds, unqualified, worthless as teachers in regard to the faith. But they will not get very far, for their meaningless nonsense and ignorance will become obvious to everyone, as with Janus and Jamrus. Again, brothers and sisters, and all who are listening, if any of this is in your life, you are disobedient before a holy God. This kind of stuff, these character qualities should not be part of your life. If they are, pardon, hearken to the Lord God, because I know his Holy Spirit is revealing sin in your life daily, and he wants you to repent of it. Amen? The first nine verses talk about the disobedient, and now Paul is talking to the obedient. What should we be doing for such a time as this? Amen? Second Timothy. Chapter 3, I mean, yes, chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. Now, you have diligently followed my example, that is, my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, steadfastness, persecutions and suffering, such as happened to me at Antioch and Icacum and Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but the Lord rescued me from them all, praise God. Praise God. 
The Lord is going to rescue the righteous. He's going to rescue the brethren, his beloved. Oh, yes, he is a great redeemer and deliverer. Indeed, all who delight in pursuing righteousness and are determined to live godly life in Christ Jesus will be hunted and persecuted because of their faith. But evil men and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Are we seeing that? We're seeing that daily. But as for you, continue in the things that you have learned and of which you are convinced, holding tightly to the truth, knowing from whom you have learned them and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings, Hebrew scriptures, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Surrendering your entire self to him and having absolutely confidence in his wisdom, power, and goodness. All scripture is God-breathed. Oh, yes. The word of God, yes, is written down on pages. But it's a living word, too, amen? By giving divine inspiration is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction in error, and restoration to obedience. For training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately. Behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage so that a man and woman of God may be complete and proficient, outfitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So we see for sure that God the Father has spoken to us and is still speaking to us in these last days, that he wants us to listen, obey his son, Jesus Christ. Amen? Listen to his word and his revelation that he reveals. So now we will go through the word of God to see the difference between disobedience and the obedience. The one who will not obey God, who lives, who lives are determined by their choices of Follow their flesh and their master, Satan. Oh, yes, all men and women are guided by either Satan or God. Either you are influenced by the disobedient fallen one or the obedient, victorious, lifted up one, Yeshua Jesus. Amen? Only two choices. So first, we will look at three points about disobedience. The first point, number one, Disobey. Interesting that there is only six references to this. Again, the number six, meaning fallen man and the devil himself being a triple six. The first one, I was sharing this with Sis Brenda, and this is this is pretty eye-opening, definitely heart-opening. First Kings 13. First Kings chapter 13. 11 through 26. The disobedient prophet. 
Now there was an old prophet living in Bethel. And his sons came and told him everything that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. They also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king. Their father asked, asked them, which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God who came from Judah had gone. He said to his son, saddle up the donkey for me. So they saddled up the donkey for him, and he rode away on it. And he went after the man of God, and he found him sitting under an oak, Terephanes tree, and he said to him, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said to him, Come home with me and eat bread. He said, I cannot, nor go with you, nor will eat bread or drink water with you in this place. For I was told by the word of God, I mean the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread nor drink water there, nor shall you return by going that way that you came. He answered him, I too am a prophet, as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you to your house, so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. So the man of God in his house and drank water. Now it happened, as they were sitting at the table, that the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. And he cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah. Thus says the Lord. Because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord God commanded you, but have come back and have eaten bread and drunk water in the place which the Lord said to you, you shall not eat bread nor drink water. Your body shall now come to the tomb, I mean, shall not come to the tomb of your father's ancestors. After the prophet of the house had eaten the bread, and after he drank, he settled, he saddled the donkey for the prophet whom he had brought back. Now when he had gone, a lion met him by the road and killed him, and his body was thrown in the road. With the donkey standing beside it, the lion was also standing Beside the body. And there was men passing by, and they saw the body thrown in the road, and the lion standing beside the body. So they came and told about it in the city of Bethel, where the old prophet lived. When the prophet who had brought him back from the road heard about it, he said, It is the man of God who was disobedient to the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord has given him to the lion, which has torn him and killed him, in accordance with the word of the Lord, which he has spoke to him. The reason this happened to the man of God 
is that he was disobedient to the word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, at least two lessons here from this. Number one, when you get a word from the Lord and so other person or even another man or woman of God comes and tells you something different, you better be sure to wait against the word of God. He has spoken to us in these last days through his son, Jesus Christ. He is the true living word of God. We are to hang on to it over anything else. The first word this man of God caught was a rhema word from God. This prophet comes and tells him something else, and he listens to this fallible man instead of God? Who is all truth? And who cannot lie? Be very wise these days, just like those days. But even more these days tells us that there are many false prophets out there. Even this prophet here told this man of God a lie, and he listened. Instead of trusting the Lord and obeying his word to him. Now the second lesson, look what happens to him. He's attacked and killed by a lion because he listened to some man and not God. He did not obey God. This is a spiritual picture and lesson here. And please imprint it on your heart and your mind. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Listen to the word of God in the New Testament from the Apostle Peter. Be sober, well-balanced, self-disciplined, be alert and caution at all caution at all times. The enemy of yours, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. Here's a picture of a person, a man of God, not obeying the word of God. He was devoured. He was devoured by this lion. We can be devoured, devoured by the enemy. If we do not walk humbly and obedient in these last days, amen? Wow. After reading this story about a man of God listening to another prophet or a man or woman, he was deceived and devoured. Gives a new meaning to what Christ told his disciples, let no man deceive you, amen? John 3, verse 36. John 3. Verse 36, oh, thank you, Lord, for showing us truth and true revelation and how serious it is about this. He who believes and trusts in the Son and accepts him as Savior has eternal life. That is, already possesses it. But he who does not believe the Son and chooses to reject him, disobeying him, and denying him as Savior will not see eternal life. This is the word of God. This is Jesus speaking this. But instead, the wrath of God hangs over him continually. This is not one dark cloud I want hanging over me. This is what the word of God says about the ones who disobey him. Amen? Hebrews 3, verse 18. Hebrews 3, verse 18. And into whom did he swear an oath? 
that he would not enter his rest, but those who disobeyed, those who would not listen to his word. I tell you this, when God makes an oath or promise, he will keep it. Take heed, all who do not listen to the word of God, all who will not listen to his voice, as he's speaking in many different ways, repent, listen, obey me. Now in these last days, God have mercy. 1 Peter 2.8. 1 Peter 2.8. And a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, for they stumble because they disobey the word of God. And to do into this, they who reject him as Savior were also appointed. Pride goes before a fall. One of the main things that keeps you from obeying God is pride. Here Peter speaks about those who disobey God's word. They stumble. And usually, when you keep stumbling, you will fall too. Amen? Number two aspect of disobedience or disobedience is disobedience. Number two, go to Genesis 2, verse 17. Genesis 2, verse 17. But only from the tree of knowledge, recognition of good and evil, you shall not eat. Otherwise, on that day that you eat from it, you shall most certainly die because of your disobedience. At the very beginning of man's journey, the God, his creator, almighty God, told man and woman that if you disobey me, consequences is death. God have mercy. The next account is about Lot and his family. Genesis 19, verses 12 through 26. And two men, angels, asked Lot, Have you had, have you any others here in Sodom, a son-in-law, and your sons, and your daughters? Whomever you have in this city, take them out of here. For we are destroying this place because the outcry for judgment against them has grown so great before the Lord that the Lord has sent us to destroy and run it. So Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-laws, who were betrothed and legally promised to marry his daughter, and said, Get up! Get out of this place! For the Lord is about to destroy this city! But to his son in listen to this, but to his son-in-laws, when morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry and say, Get up! Take your wife and your two daughters, whom are here, and go, and you'll be or you'll be swept away in the punishment of the city. But Lot hesitated and lingered. The men told, I mean, the men took over his hand, in the hand of his wife, in the hands of his two daughters, because the Lord was merciful to him for Abraham's sake. And they brought him out and left him outside the city with his family. And when they had brought them outside, one of the angels said, Escape for your life. Do not look behind you or stop anywhere in the entire valley. Escape to the mountains of Moab 
or you will be consumed and swept away. But Lot said to them, oh, no, not that place, my lords. Please listen. Your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have magnified your loving kindness and mercy to me by saving my life. But I cannot stay to the mountain, because the disaster will overtake me, and I will be killed. Now look, this town in the distance is near enough for us to flee to. And it is small, with only a few people. Please, let me escape there. Is it not small, so that my life will be saved? And the angel said to him, Behold, I grant you this request also. I will not destroy this town of which you have spoken. Hurry, take refuge there, for I cannot do anything to punish Sodom until you arrive there. Oh, praise the Lord. Listen to that. For this reason, the town was named Zor. You small. The sun had risen over the earth when Lot came to Zor. Verse 24. Then the Lord rained down brimstone, flaming sulfur, and on and, and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew, demolished, ended up those cities and the entire valley and all the inhabitants of the cities wherever grew on the ground. But Lot's wife from behind him foolishly and longingly looked back toward Sodom in an act of disobedience. And look what happens to her. And she became a pillar of salt. Brothers, sisters, Lot, living in a worldly place of Sodom and Gomorrah, the Lord angry over the sin of these evil, wicked cities. He sends his mighty angels to warn them, get out, judgment, and God's wrath is coming. And the people of Sodom, a picture of disobedient, wicked sinners, and Lot being righteous, trying to obey God, even in this evil place, God showing mercy toward Lot because of Abraham asking for mercy for the righteous in these cities. Notice, the angels could do nothing until Lot and his family was out of the cities and somewhere safe. Praise God. What kind of picture is that? The angels being obedient to God. Lot and his family being obedient to God by listening and leaving. Now there's another lesson here for these days as we look at this. First, the angel asked Lot, do you have any other family in this city? He had son-in-law betrothed to his daughter. So he went to warn them, and how did they respond? They thought he was joking. Is that what we're getting from our family and friends? Laughing? Mocking? You're just joking about all this judgment and wrath stuff. No. Yeah, you're crazy. That's right. You need to go see a psychiatrist or put in the funny farm. No, we are not joking. This is truth. This is real. And God's judgment and wrath will be poured out on all those who are disobedient to him. Those who reject him and his son, Jesus Christ. 
These stories in the Word of God are examples and reminders. What happens? Who are disobeyed and sin daily? The other point is Lot's wife, who came from the city. He married. When leaving, the angels of God warned them, Do not look back. Do not turn around, or you too will be judged. Listen to this footnote about Lot's wife, a pillar of salt. Listen to this. Lot's wife not only looked back to where her interests were, but perhaps lingered behind and was overtaken by fire in brimstone, her dead body like being continually encrusted with salt since this disaster incurred in the salt-rich area around the Dead Sea. God have mercy. Let me tell you something. Don't listen to anybody that tells you to go in to the tribulation. Or this will happen to you, the Lord is saying. You better be listening to the Lord God and what his word says. Not what people are saying. Not what so-called prophets are saying. If anybody's telling you to build a bunker, load up with food, load up with guns and ammunition, and get ready for the Antichrist. Oh, no, brothers and sisters. We are saying, look for the risen Christ. Look for the Lord of glory as he left this world. He told his disciples and the followers, look up. I mean, he is coming back the same way that he went. Look up in the clouds. Don't look down on this earth. Look to the heavens for the truth. God have mercy. Oh, the Lord is saying that clearly. Don't look back. Don't fall behind. Go forward in Christ. Amen. Glory to your wonderful name, Lord. Hallelujah. So like Jesus said, a man puts his shoulder to the plow and looks back. He is not kingdom of God. Let's look at this. Luke 9, 62. But Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back to the things left behind, oh, listen to that, is fit for the kingdom of God. Lot's wife, all who looks back to the world, all who are asleep and not looking for his coming, not looking forward to going to his kingdom, will be left behind. God have mercy. God have mercy. Oh, you need to be looking for the Savior. You need to be listening to his voice and obeying him now. Deuteronomy 28, verse 15. Consequences of disobedience. Consequences of disobedience. Disobedience. But it shall come about, if you do not listen to and obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I am commanding you today, then all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. I would tell you to read the entire chapter, showing the difference to the obedient and disobedient. Amen. First Samuel. First Samuel. Chapter 15, verse 23. For rebellion is as serious as the sign, I mean the sin of deviation, fortune telling, and disobedience, 
Disobedience is as serious as false religion and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he will also reject you as king. Very serious to God to be disobedient. Song 1, verse 4. Song 1, verse 4. The wicked, those who live in disobedience to God's law, are not so, but they are like the chaff, worthless and without substance, which the wind blows away. God have mercy. Because, yes, Lord, as you see, God made us out of dust. And we will become dust again, this flesh body. But the ones who are born again will be given a glorified body that will live forever and ever. But the flesh will go dust to dust. But your soul will still live. It's called the second death. Oh, yes, you'll live. You just won't turn away as dust. The flesh will turn to dust and blow away. But your eternal soul will live forever. And either you'll live forever in the kingdom of God or live forever in the fiery pit of hell. God have mercy. Psalm 119, verse 10. Psalm 119, verse 10. With all my heart I have sought you, inquiring of you and longing for you. Do not let me wander from your commandments, neither through ignorance nor by willful disobedience. Wander from or willfully be disobedient? It is a choice with your free will to be disobedient or obey the true living God. Amen? Isaiah 1, verse 7. Isaiah 1, verse 7. Your land lies desolate because of your disobedience. Your cities are burned with fire. Your fields, strangers are devouring them in your very presence as overthrown by strangers. You want you want to a you want to be an example you want to see an example of this? Look at the countries that follow Allah and Islam. They have war, violence, their cities destroyed. And their lands are desolate. They serve the fallen one, being deceived, thinking Allah is the true God, but he is not. They follow the fallen one who brings what, according to the word of God, fallen one who brings what, according to the word of God, Jesus Christ, to steal, kill, and destroy. Wake up, people of Islam and Muslims. The true God brings life and blessing. The false God brings death and curses. Just look at Israel. The true God has blessed them. He has watched over them and everything your country's tried uh, tried to destroy. I mean, every, all your country's tried to destroy them, you fail. You lose. Wake up to the truth. The God of Israel is a true living God. Amen? Jeremiah 2, verse 20. Jeremiah 2, verse 20. For long ago, you broke your yoke in deliberate disobedience and tore off your bonds of the law that I gave you. You said, 
I will not serve and obey you. For on every high hill and under every green tree, you have laid down your adulterous worship like a compliant, compliant prostitute. Sounds like where church buildings and synagogues are. God have mercy. That God calls them whores and prostitutes. Why? By God's word out of their own mouth. I will not serve and obey you. God have mercy. 5, verse 19. Romans 5, verse 19. For just as through one man's disobedience, his failure to hear, he is careless in this, that many were made sinners. So through the obedience of one man, many will be made righteous and acceptable to God and brought into right standing with him. Again, a scripture like so many showing a clear contrast between disobedience and obedience. Look at these reasons. His failure to hear. His carelessness. God have mercy. 1 Corinthians Chapter 10, verse 5. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. For they were scattered along the ground in the wilderness because of their lack of self-control led to disobedience, which led to death. Paul clearly reminded the Corinthians that the ones disobedient in the wilderness led to their deaths, their tombs, or graves, a reminder to us what happens to the disobedient. The main reason here is a lack of self-control. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 6. Be ready to punish every act of disobedience. When you are when your own obedience as a church is complete. Praise God. Never seen this revelation here, but there it is. When the church is complete in our obedience to God, then he will punish every act of disobedience in this word, in this world. Amen. God have mercy. Come to Christ, obey him now before it is too late. You do not, I repeat, you do not want to be here during these times of judgment and God's wrath on the disobedient. Amen? Ephesians 5, verse 6. Ephesians 5, verse 6. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments that encourage you to sin. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience those who habitually sin. It's a habit. They do it so much, it's a habit. What do they do? The sons of disobedience? Those who habitually sin. God have mercy. Colossians 3, verse 6. Colossians 3, verse 6. Because of these sinful things, the divine wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience, those who fail to listen and who routinely and obstinately disregard God's precepts. Word says it clear, amen. Hebrews 4, verse 6. 
Hebrews 4, verse 6. Therefore, since the promise remains for some to enter his rest, and those who formerly had the good news preached to them failed to grasp it and did not enter because of their unbelief evidence by disobedience. Well, there you go. Where does unbelief come from? Ones that are disobedient to God. You have to believe and have faith in God. If you do not, it is evidence of disobedience in your life. Hebrews 4, verse 11. Hebrews 4, verse 11. Let us therefore make every effort to enter the rest of God to know and experience it for yourself so that no one will fall by following the same example of disobedience as those who died in the wilderness. Amen to this. Learn from example in the word of God. 1 John 3, verse 8. 1 John 3, verse 8. The one who practiced sin, separating himself from God, and offending him by acts of disobedience, indifference, or rebellion is of the devil. Well, there you go. Just like I said, either you obey God or you obey the devil. And it takes his inner character and moral values from him, not God. Oh, wow. For the devil has sinned and violated God's law from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Very clear picture of the first one who disobeyed God. Who is your father if you disobey too? God have mercy. How can you want to have a father who hates you, wants to abuse you, even kill you, and take you to hell? This is a father of death, hell, and punishment. Turn from him and come to the true living God who gives you life, who will forgive you of your sins, who has defeated and destroyed the works of the devil. Turn to the true loving, merciful, loving, merciful, and gracious Father and God. Amen? And the last aspect of disobedience is disobedience. Number three, the results of one life, one's life. This is what you will face on Judgment Day. The greatest thing that you will face before a holy, righteous God is not obeying him, not listening to his word, not obeying his son, Jesus Christ, and not coming to him, the only Savior of the world. Joshua 7, verse 15. Joshua 7, verse 15. It shall be that the one who is chosen with the things under the ban shall be killed and his body burned with fire. He and all that belongs to him because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord and because he has done a disgraceful and disobedient thing in Israel. For us, it is the things of the world. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 26. Nehemiah verse, chapter 9, verse 26. Yes, 
they were disobedient and rebelled against you and cast your law behind their back and killed your prophets who warned them to return to you, and they committed the great and contemptible blaspheme. Rebellion and disobedience go hand in hand. Amen? Now let's go to the book of Acts. Acts 19, verse 9. Acts 19, verse 9. But when some were becoming hardened and disobedient to the word of God, discrediting and speaking evil of the way, Jesus and Christianity, before the congregation, Paul left them, taking the disciples with him, and went on holding daily discussions in the lecture hall of Tyrannius instead of in the synagogue. Here's a lesson from Paul and the Lord for us today. Leave those places who speak against the truth of God's word, those who have a form of godliness and deny its power, the religious crowd. Brothers and sisters, only listen to Christ in these last days. Listen, listen to men and women who speak God's word, word only, not taken out of context, but the, the whole counsel of his word. Not adding or taking away from it either. Amen. Now let's go to Romans 1, verse 30. Romans 1, verse 30. Slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastfuls, inventors of new forms of evil. Oh, Lord have mercy, they're doing that. Disobedient, disrespectful to parents. Another picture of sinners and disobedience in this world. You will know them by their fruit. Do they produce in their lives daily? Romans 2, verse 8. Romans 2, verse 8. But for those who are selfishly ambitious and self-seeking and disobedient to the truth, by responsive to wickedness, there will be wrath and indignation. Wake up, people. God is very serious about this. Yes, God is a loving, merciful, but also he is a holy and righteous and expects the same from his created ones. Obedience, amen? Ephesians 2, verse 2. And one other thing I can say here. You got to remember, he's the creator. Don't you think he? Don't you believe, or don't you think that he knows best for us? And and if anybody's been walking with the Lord for a few years, you understand the life that God wants us to live is so much better than that thing we came out of. That dead, that dead, messed up life didn't have no hope, didn't have no grace, had problems all the time. Oh Lord, thank God. Oh, yeah, it's different. It's different. Amen. That's right, baby. We have more blessings than we do cursings. We have more cursings uh, in that life than we do now. Amen. Yes, but we don't have curses from God. We have blessings now. We, yeah. And just like, and just like 
uh, the Lord said in John 3, we don't have that dark cloud of God's, I mean, God's wrath hanging over our head. Amen? Okay, Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, verse 2. In which once, in which you once walked, here it's talking about right here, you were following the ways of the world, influenced by this present age, in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan, the spirit who is now at work in the disobedience, the unbelieving who fight against the purposes of God. Now, have we been seeing that? Oh, yes. Everywhere from the government to the courthouse to the bathroom. God have mercy. How sad the disobedient fight against the purposes of God. We see in our world now, God have mercy. We're getting close to the second, I mean, uh, into, yeah, we're getting close, and we'll take a break, and you can play a song, and we'll take a little a break. Not yet, almost. Titus 1, verse 16. Titus 1, verse 16. They profess to know God, to recognize and be acquainted with him, but their actions they deny and disown him. They are detestable, disobedient, and worthless for good work of any kind. The word says it clearly. They profess to know God, the religious, the self-righteous, but their actions they deny and disown him. By their actions they deny and disown him. God have mercy. Titus 3, verse 3. For we too once were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to the various sinful desires and pleasures, spending and wasting our life in malice and malice and envy, hating, I mean hateful, hating one another. The word of God shows it clearly. You are enslaved when disobedient and deceived. Amen. So we have seen clearly through the word of God that being disobedient is a, is a very dangerous and eternal thing. That the disobedient brings judgment and wrath, and the final result of disobedience is death and hell. God have mercy. There we are, baby. We're at halfway point. Praise God, brothers and sisters. We're going to take a little break. This friend is going to uh, play a song, and we're going to take a short break here. A praise break. Amen, as our brother Shannon says. Hallelujah. A praise break. Mm -hmm. As the Lord leads, baby.
saying it says, no one will be able to stand. The Lord show me when he comes for his church and the power of the Holy Spirit will be all over this world and there'll be such a shaking that it will knock every person off their feet and they will know that the Lord Jesus, the King of glory, has come for his people, has come for his bride and come for his church. What a wake-up call. What a wake-up call that's going to be. They'll all be shaking and rocking and rolling. Oh, glory to his wonderful name. All right. I pray that uh, the the word so far has uh, opened your eyes to the truth and what the Lord is saying, that it's very important to be obedient. Now we'll see it in his word. Amen. We will see obedient leads to life, praise God. Oh, be encouraged, brothers and sisters, as the word of God is for correction and the word of God is for encouraging too, amen? So now we'll, uh, we will go to God's word and see what happens to the obedient of the Lord, amen? Three points again. The first one is obey. Genesis 26, 4 through 6. Genesis 26. Four through six. I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heaven, and I will give you descendants all these lands, and by your descendants shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because Abraham listened to and obeyed my voice, and consistently kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, my law. Because of Abraham obeyed, he was blessed tremendously by God. Amen. Exodus 15, verse 26. Exodus 15, verse 26. Saying, if you will diligently listen, pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, listen to his commandments, keep, and keep foremost in your thoughts and actually obey all his precepts and statutes, then I will not put on you any of the diseases which I have put on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Oh, listen, brothers and sisters. You wonder why there's so much sickness and pain and suffering? Could it be because people are not obeying the Lord God? That's what it says by this word. Healing from obeying for from obeying the Lord God. Amen. Exodus nineteen verse five. Exodus nineteen verse five. Now therefore, if you will in fact obey my voice and keep my commandment agreement, then you shall be my own special possession and treasure. From among all the peoples of the world, for all the earth is mine. Glory to God. You, like Israel, are a special possession and treasure of the Lord for obeying his word and voice. Amen. What a great truth. What a great truth to know. Amen. That should encourage you. That should give you hope. Deuteronomy 8, verse 20. Deuteronomy 8, verse 20. Like the nations which the Lord causes to perish before you, so shall you perish because you will not listen to 
and obey the voice of the Lord God. A warning here for not obeying the Lord God. Amen? Deuteronomy 11, verse 27. Deuteronomy 11, verse 27. The blessing, if you listen to, now listen, there's stipulations. There's things you have to do for this blessing. The blessing, if you listen to and obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessings, brothers and sisters, for obeying the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 30, verse 20. Deuteronomy 30, verse 20. By loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, by holding closely to him, for he is your life, your good life, your abundant life, your fulfillment, and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord promised, swore to give your fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Powerful words of promise to Israel, fathers of Israel, us too, brothers and sisters, us too, amen? Hallelujah, be encouraged, praise God. Isn't it looking a lot better being obedient than disobedient so far? Oh, hallelujah. Song 85, verse 9. Song 85, verse 9. Surely his salvation is near to those who reverently fear him and obey him with submissive wonder. That, huh? Song 85. I'm sorry, Song 85, verse 9. It's all right. Song 85, verse 9. Surely his salvation is near to those who reverently fear him and obey him with submissive wonder. That glory, the manifest presence of God, may dwell in our land. Salvation to those who obey the Lord your God. Amen. Songs. 119, verse 59. Songs 119, verse 59. I considered my ways and turned my feet to follow and obey your testimonies. Amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. This is a wise person. We too should be wise, follow and obey the Lord your God. Psalms 119, verse 115. Psalm 119, 115. Leave me, you evil dwellers. <laughs> Leave me, you evil doers. Amen. Leave me, you evil doers, that I may keep the commandments of my God, honoring and obeying them. Amen to this. Us too. Do the same. Tell the evil one, lead me in Jesus' name. Amen. The next four scriptures come from the wisest man ever was. Listen to what he says here. By the guidance of the Holy Spirit, showing the contrast between those who obey and the ones who don't. Amen? Psalms, excuse me, give me, babe. Proverbs 10, verse 8. Proverbs 10, verse 8. Oh, praise your name, Lord. 
what you showed to me, and you're showing to the body of Christ. Praise God. And all who are le- listening and under- want to understand truth. The wise in heart are willing to learn so they will accept and obey commands instruction. But the babbling fool who is arrogant, thinks himself wise, will come to ruin. To Proverbs, the same chapter, verse 27. The reverent fear of the Lord, worshiping, obeying, serving, and trusting him with all field respect belongs one's life. But the years, oh, excuse me, prolongs one's life. Prolongs one's life. But the wicked of, I mean, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. Now let's move to Proverbs 14, verse 2. He who walks in uprightness reverently fears the Lord and obeys and worships him with profound respect. But he who, does, who, but he who is devious in his ways despises him. Proverbs 19, verse 16. He who keeps and obeys the commandment of the Lord keeps guard his own life. But he who is careless of his ways and conduct will die. Amen. So very clear. Make a wise decision in your life and obey the Lord your God today. Matthew 28, verse 19. Matthew 28, verse 19. Now, this is the Lord getting ready to go to heaven, and he's leaving his last instruction to the disciples. Listen. Matthew 28, verse 19. Yes, baby. Go, therefore, make disciples of all the nations. Help the people to learn of me. Believe in me and obey my words. That's what the Lord told his disciples, and he's telling us too. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That people will believe in him and obey his words. Amen? A great example of obeying. Mark 5, 18 through 20. Mark 5, 18 through 20. As he was stepping into the boat, the Gentile man who had been demon-possessed was begging with him, asking that he might go with him as a disciple. Jesus did not let him come, but instead he said to him, go home to your family and tell them all the great things that the Lord has done for you and how he has, mer- has had mercy on you. So he obeyed and went away and began publicly proclaiming in Decapolis, the region of the ten Hellenistic cities, all the great things that Jesus had done for him and all the people were astonished. Oh, praise God. What a powerful story. I I mean, God showed me this. I, I didn't really know. I knew about the demon-possessed man and the, you know, but this is this is powerful. This man 
was demon-possessed by many demons. Jesus delivered him from captivity of Satan. He didn't want to go with Jesus. But Jesus told him, go to your family. Tell them of the great things the Lord has done for you. You know what, brothers and sisters? He obeyed, amen? He obeyed. Looking at the word of God, he had a great influence in the region where he lived for the kingdom of God, amen? Hallelujah. He seemed like he was one of the first evangelists to the Gentiles. Very powerful. Mark 9, verse 7. And the other thing it shows that God had, the Lord Jesus had mercy on the Jews and the Gentiles. Mark 9, verse 7. Mark 9, verse 7. Then a cloud formed, overshadowing them. And a voice came out of this cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him and obey him. Oh, when you hear a voice from above, it is best to listen. Amen. The other thing God has said in his word is that I have spoken in these last days through my beloved son. Listen to him and obey him. Amen. A secure foundation. A secure salvation. I mean foundation. 46 through 48. Luke 6, 46 through 48. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and listens to my words and obeys them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a far-sighted, practical, sensible man building a house who dug deep, laid a foundation on the rock, and when the flood occurred, the torrent burst against the house and yet could not shake it because it had been securely built and founded on the rock. Take heed to him. He is speaking to us tonight. Obey him. Amen. Luke 9, verse 35. Luke 9, verse 35. Then a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, my chosen one. Listen, obey, and yield to him. Oh, praise God. Here Luke tells us we are to listen, obey, and yield to him. Yield to him means submit to him, which is part of being obedient. Amen. Very important, very important, very good wisdom from the Lord. John 8, verse 31, praise God. John 8, verse 31, the truth will make you free. So Jesus was saying to the Jews who had, who had believed him, if you abide in my word, continually obeying my teachings, living in accordance with them, then you are truly my disciples. You are disciples or servants of the Lord if you obey him. Amen. John 14, verse 15. John 14, verse 15. If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. God knows our hearts, brothers and sisters. God knows the heart. 
He knows the heart of every person. He knows the ones who love him and the ones who don't. He knows the ones who obey him and the ones who don't. If you really love him, you will obey him by his word and deed daily. Amen. This will be a lifestyle, each and every each and every one of you. John 17, verse 6. John 17, verse 6. I have manifest you, I mean, I have manifest your name and revealed your very self, your real self, to the people whom have given me out of this world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept and obeyed your word. This is Jesus praying to the Father before he goes to the cross and be crucified for each one of us because of our disobedience, because of our sin, because of our rebellion. Keep and obey his word. Amen. Acts 5, verse 29. Acts 5, verse 29. And the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than men. We have no other choice. Amen. To, amen. Us too, brothers and sisters, in such a time as this, no other choice. We are to obey God Almighty. No other choice. Romans 6. Verse 16, Romans 6, verse 16. Do you not know that when you continually offer yourself to someone to do his will, you are slaves of that one whom you obey? Either slaves of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness, right standing with God? Look at the contrast between disobedient and obedience. One thing I want you to see, and the Lord wants you to see, notice, if you obey your flesh and sin, you are slaves of sin, which leads to death. The one's obedience, which leads to righteousness, right standing with God, amen? Hallelujah! Very clear! Please choose wisely. Please choose wisely. Hebrews 5, verse 9. Hebrews 5, verse 9. Having been made perfect, uniquely equipped and prepared as Savior, retaining his integrity amid opposition, he became the source of eternal salvation and an eternal inheritance to all those who obey him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. I pray, Lord, that we bow down, that we humble ourselves, that we submit to you and obey you, Lord, daily, I pray. Hallelujah. James 1, verses 22 through 25. James 1, 22 through 25. But prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precepts, not merely listeners who hear the word but fail to eternalize its meaning. Oh, that's a powerful word, eternalize. Deluding yourselves. 
by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone who listens to the word without obeying it, he is like a man who looks very careful at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked look what he looked like. But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides it, abides by it, not having become careless listener who begets and an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God in what he does in this life of in his life of obedience. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. First John verse three. First John two verse three. And this is how we know daily by experience that we have come to know him, to understand him and be more deeply acquainted with him. If we habitually keep focus on his precepts and obey his commandments, teaching. Wow, a powerful word here. Let's read that again slowly about obeying, amen? And this we know daily by experience that we have come to know him, to understand him, and be more deeply acquainted with him if if we walk habitually, keep focused on his precepts and obey his commands. 1 John 2, verse 4. 1 John 2, verse 4. Whoever says, I have come to know him, but not, but not, uh, but does not habitually keep focused on his precepts and obey his commandments. Teaching is a liar, and the truth of the divine word is not in him. The divine word to those who obey, the Holy Spirit reveals. Amen. Very important to obey, so the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth to you. First John. 5. 1 John 2 5. But whoever habitually keeps his words and obey his precepts and treasures his message in it entirely, in him the love of God has truly perfected. It is completed and reached maturity. By this we know for certain that we are in him. Amen. Glory to God. His word is truth. Obey him. Let's go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 24. 1 John chapter 3, verse 24. The one who habitually keeps his commandments, obeying his word and following his precepts, abides and remains in him and, in him, and he in him. By this we know. And had the proof that he really abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us as a gift. He abides in the ones who obey him. Amen. He gives the gift of the Holy Spirit to those who obey him. Amen. 1 John 5, verse 3. 1 John 5, verse 3. 
For the true love of God is this, that we habitually keep his commandments, remain focused on his precepts and his commandments, and his precepts, sorry, his precepts are not difficult to obey. If we truly love God and have the love of God in our life, we will obey him and serve him. Amen. Do you think this is important? Do you see do you do you see what John was saying? Do you see how important it was that he kept over and over and over again kept telling us to walk habitually in words of God, in his commandments, follow his precepts, abide in and obey him in his word? Amen. Now let's go to Jude. A theme. There it is. Thank you, Lord. A continual theme about obeying God's word. Amen. And obeying the Lord. Jude 1, verse 5. Jude 1, verse 5. Now, I want to remind you, although you were fully informed once for all, that the Lord, after saving a people out of the land of Egypt, sequentially destroyed those who did not believe, who refused to trust and obey, obey and rely on him. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Listen to this warning. Another warning about not obeying him, the Lord your God. Amen? If you're trying to depend on yourself, if you're trying to depend on man, you better listen to this warning. We are to depend on and to believe and trust and have faith in the true living God. Not man, not a fallible man and woman to lead a nation, but we are to trust and obey the king of glory. He is king over any of these governments or leaders. They are mere men. He is the king of glory. Don't pin your hope on lost, infallible men and women. Be sure what God is saying to you in these days. Revelation 3, verse 3. Revelation 3, verse 3. So remember, and take to heart the lessons you have received and heard. Keep and obey them. Now, this is, this is the Lord. This is the risen Christ speaking to the churches. Keep and obey them. Repent. Change your simple way of thinking. Demonstrate your repentance with new behavior that proves a conscious decision to turn away from sin. So then, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. Let me tell you, sitting here is the Holy Spirit. If you are not into God's Word, if you are not obeying Him, if you do not have the gift of the Holy Spirit, how are you going to know when Christ comes? How are you going to know? How are you going to sense it in your heart and mind? How are you going to know the revelation or hear his voice says, Come up heaven. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. Remember to obey and repent daily. To the Lord your God. Amen. The second part of, of obedience is obedience. Obedience. Genesis 5, verse 24. 
Genesis 5, verse 24. And in reverent fear and obedience, Enoch walked with God. And he was not found among men because God took him away to be home with him. Amen. That we long to be like Enoch and many others in the word of God. But most of all, always want to be like our Savior and Lord Jesus. Amen. Genesis 17, verse 1. Team, verse 1. Everything okay, baby? Okay. Amen. Abraham and the covenant of circumcision. Oh, Genesis 17, verse 1. Sorry. Genesis 17, verse 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, <laughs> 99, okay, and the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk habitually before me with integrity, knowing that you are always in my presence, oh, praise God, and be blameless and complete in obedience to me. Let us hear his voice, as Abraham did, and be obedient daily. Amen. Do you under? Do you see what it says? The reason why he said that uh, um, the reason why that he walks with always in his presence and be blameless and complete because obedience to him. That's why, brothers and sisters, if you want the presence of the Lord in your life. You want your prayers heard? Be obedient to him. Walk in obedience. Amen. First Samuel 15, verse 22. First Samuel 15, verse 22. I'm sure many know this scripture. It's very powerful. Samuel said, Has the Lord has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obedience to the voice of the Lord? Behold! To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of ram. Amen. Obedience is better than any ritualistic sacrifice. God wants obedience, not works and religion. Amen. Oh, people better hear that clear. It's not about a denomination. It's not about religion. It's about obedience in a relationship with the living God. You're God, you're creator, and you're only Savior. Amen? Second Chronicles. Hallelujah, it's exciting, isn't it? Second Chronicles, chapter 6, verse 14. Second Chronicles, chapter 6, verse 14. There's one thing for sure. The Lord God is sure teaching us about his word and about the books and everything as we do the study. Amen? There are some powerful, powerful treasures in God's Word. Life-changing uh, treasures. Eternal life-changing. Second Chronicles 6, verse 14. And he said, O Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on the earth, keeping covenant and showing mercy and loving kindness to your servants who what? Walk. Before you in obedience with all their heart. Brothers and sisters, you can't be half-hearted 
you got to be all in or not. It's very clear. Solomon sharing here, you have to be obedient with all your heart. Amen. Psalm 33, verse 18. Psalm 33, verse 18. Oh, praise God. Listen to this wonderful promise. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon those who fear him and worship him with all inspired reverence and obedience on those who hope confidently in his compassion and loving kindness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Isn't that exciting? Now, this is not promised to sinners. No, no. This is not a promise to the disobedient. This is promised to the one with reverence and obedience to him. Amen? Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. Psalms 40, verse 9. Oh, glory to God. I'm just getting excited. Psalms 40, verse 9. Hallelujah. I have proclaimed good news of righteousness and the joy that comes from obedience to you. In this great assembly, behold, I will not restrain my lips for proclaiming your righteousness as you know. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's what we're doing tonight. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We worship and honor you. Hallelujah. We rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoicing, rejoicing, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Joy comes from obedience to the Lord your God. Amen. Joy comes from obedience to the Lord your God. Song 66, verse 16. Song 66, verse 16. Hallelujah. We're going up higher and higher, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We're going up to the mountain of God. Come and hear all who fear God and worship him with all inspired reverence and obedience. And I will tell you what he has done for me. Maybe somebody's had that uh, had that line before I did. David did. I'll tell you what. <laughs> right, now you know what. Yeah, I go around. I'm always saying, uh, sorry, I'm always saying, uh, I'm asking Brenda, I'll tell you what. And she goes, what? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Fear and reverence comes from obedience. Amen. And joy comes from obedience. Hallelujah. I am. I'm, we're coming to the end. We're getting close. I'll move on. Song 91, verse 11. Song 91, verse 11. What time is it, baby? Okay, thank you. For he will command his angels in regard to you to protect and defend and guard you in all your ways of obedience and service. He protects the ones who walk in obedience to him. Amen. Songs 128, verse 4. Behold, for so so shall the man be blessed and divinely favored who fears the Lord and worship him with obedience. Worship. True worship comes from obedience to him. Amen. Proverbs 3, verse 7. Hallelujah. This is one of my daily, daily scriptures. 
Sorry, baby. Proverbs 3, verse 7. Proverbs 3, verse 7. You got it? Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverence, awe, and obedience, and turn entirely away from evil. Amen? All you can say, yes, Lord Jesus. Amen. Proverbs 14, verse 27. Proverbs 20, I mean 14, verse 27. The reverent fear of the Lord that leads to obedience and worship is a fountain of life. Oh, hallelujah. So that one may avoid the snares of death. Hallelujah. Who wants to avoid the snares of death? Anybody in the chat room? Just, just put a big AM, AMM up there. Who wants to avoid the snares of death? Remember what Paul said. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Oh, Jesus has made them, has made a, I mean, has brought them out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Obedience bring a fountain of life and help you avoid the snares of death. Amen. Romans 1, verse 5. Romans 1, verse 5. It is through him that we have received grace in our apostleship to promote obedience to the faith and make disciples for his namesake among the Gentiles. Example of our families, in our families, that obedience, wisdom. I mean, Ephesians, excuse me. Ephesians uh, 6, verse 1. Family relationships. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That is, accept their guidance and discipline as his representative. For this is, the, if, this is right. For obedience teaches wisdom and self-discipline. Examples in our families that obedience brings wisdom and self-discipline. Amen? 2 Timothy 3.16. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction for the conviction of sin, for correction and error and, rest, and rest, uh, restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning in com, uh, conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. Faith comes from obedience, amen? You see a man, a believer, who's justified by works and not by faith alone, that is, by the acts of obedience, a born-again believer reveals his faith, amen? We are the acts of obedience, and this reveals our faith. Amen. Here's a warning. Examine yourselves and see if your faith is real. James 2, verse 26. James 2, verse 26. For just as a human body without the spirit is dead. Listen to that. You hear what it said? James said? Is that the walking dead or what? For just as a human body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works of obedience is also dead. Uh-oh. Faith with works of obedience is also dead. We are to work, I mean, to uh, we are to works or acts of obedience in our life daily, brothers and sisters. First Peter one twenty two. First Peter one twenty two. Since your 
by your obedience to the truth, you have been purified. Yourselves are seen sincere love of believers. See that you love another from the heart, always unselfish, seeking the best of another. Obedience will bring true love for one and another. And the last of this about obedience is obedience. The last is about obedience. Acts 6, verse 7. And the message of God kept on growing and spreading. And the number of disciples continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem. And a large number of priests were becoming obedient to the faith, praise God, accepting Jesus as Messiah and acknowledge him as the source of eternal salvation. Here, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the apostles and disciples of Christ, being an example of obeying God and not man, the religious crowd was coming to the obedience of Christ. Amen? We too, brothers and sisters, by our obedience in Christ, our examples, others will come to obedience in him. Amen? James 2, verse 12. James 2, verse 12. Speak and act consistently as people who are being judged by the law of liberty, the moral law that frees obedient Christians from the bondage of sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. You hear that? Free, obedient Christian from the bondage of sin? If you want to be free from the bondage of sin, you have to be obedient, even as believers. Hallelujah. Good news, brothers and sisters. You being obedient are free from the bondage of sin. Yes. I yes, baby, I would guess so. Hmm? By the Holy Spirit, we are to uh, have a life of obedience. Amen. First Peter one two, according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and to the sprinkling of His blood, may grace and peace, that special sense of spiritual well-being. Be yours, increase in obedience as you walk closely with God. The sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. Let us get out of the way and let him do his work. Amen. 1 Peter 1.14. Live as obedient children of God. Do not be conformed to the evil desires which govern you in your ignorance. Before you know the requirements and transforming power of the good news regarding salvation. Yes, let us be obedient children of God. Well, through this Bible study of God's word, which is truth, we learn the difference between being disobedient and being obedient, which is going to defy your life. Are you going to choose disobedience and say, I'm going to do it my way and not obey and serve God? The result of this is death, destruction, and eternally in hell. I tell you by hearing the truth, Choose life. Choose obedience to the true living God. The Lord your God, which I have been saying through this lesson, why does it say this over and over again? Because it is the truth. He is your Lord and your God. You can believe that or not, but it is truth. The Holy Spirit wants all who are listening know this well. So choose wisely. Leave you with these two scriptures to be encouraged, all who obey and love the Lord your God. 
Second Corinthians, I mean, excuse me, First Corinthians, chapter two, verse nine. But as it is written in Scripture, these things the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love Him, who hold in affectionate reverence, who obey Him who gratefully recognize the benefits that he bestowed. Amen. Praise God. The last one is this. To all who are obeying, watching and praying, looking for his coming, I mean coming, coming, listening to him now in these last days, this word is for you. Second Peter 3, verse 14. So, beloved, since you are looking forward to these things, be diligent and make every effort to be found by him at his return, spotless, blameless, in peace, that is, inwardly calm, with a sense of spiritual well-being and confidence, having lived a life of obedience to him. Brothers and sisters, in any way in the word, any way in the world, and by the grace of God, I pray that none of us will go back. I won't go back. Amen. It's a regular song in eyes, baby, on the song. <laughs> I won't go back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen.
Amen, amen. Praise God, hallelujah. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus for Brother Al and Sister Dottie, Lord, that you would help him with the computer problems. Lord, you are God in the universe. And I pray you would touch that computer and rebuke Satan. Get your hand off God's property, devil. That computer is the Lord's. And Brother Al's and Sister Dottie's, you have no place there. Or the world system either. And I pray, Lord, you make a way. It seems to be no way for Brother Al and Sister Dottie to be able to come back. Father God, I pray for NW Truth Radio. Lord God, that you open the ears of the deaf. I pray, Father, that you would touch his ears and heal and let him be able to hear the word of God and truth clearly, Lord. Make a way that seems to be no way. We praise and honor you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord of God. Get excited about Jesus. The power of God is here, brother and sister. Glory to his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Now, Sister Brenda is going to bring prayer decoration. Oh, so important. So important in these times that we pray for our family and family members, brothers and sisters. Pray for our lost loved ones. I was looking at something there. Okay, I'm going to go to the other thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Hello. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Before I get started, I I do want to let y'all know I do have a very very Texas out accent, and I and I will try to speak slow and enunciate my words. But hey, I'm from Texas, so that that might last a few seconds. But <laughs> anyway, to uh, stay in uh, rhythm with m- what my husband has, we're going to have our prayer declaration. It's called Obedience. Out of Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth as witness today against you that I have set before you you life and death, blessing and cursing, Therefore, choose life. You both, that both you and your descendants may live. That you may have the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and, your, and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land at which the Lord has served for your fathers. To Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give. When we as believers choose life, that automatically involves choosing obedience. On the other hand, if we disobey God, we are choosing death. This is this is simple to understand. The Bible doesn't mince words on this issue. God warned warned Adam and Eve in the beginning of every. Every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of that, you will surely die. Genesis two sixteen and 17. Amen. When Adam and Eve chose disobedience, they chose death and passed the curse of death onto their offspring. Those who choose life walk in a Obedience to God, 
In doing so, they pass the legacy of life and obedience to their seed. You've heard the old saying, like father, like son, the way it works. Here's my prayer declaration. Where I add my children's name, you add your children's name. Come with me. Lord, I claim this promise from Deuteronomy 30. I refuse the the spiritual death that results from life of sin. Instead, I choose life. I choose righteousness. I choose to walk in obedience to your word and your will. In response, I believe you will cause the spirit of obedience to rest upon Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Bobby, Veronica, their spouses, and their children. Instead of the curse of death, they will inherit a legacy of life, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and obediently walk in all the days of their life. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing how God is uh, confirming His word tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord confirming His word tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, the question was is talking about uh, He living in us. That's in First John. I think it's First John three two. Uh, this second row, sister, someone's asking a question that's important. First John three two. I think it is, but the whole chapter is good. His name is brother is Brandon, brother Brandon. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God, brothers and sisters, that we will be obedient and live. Amen. Hallelujah. Very from the very spirit of the very start of this life, man's journey, and to the very end, we are to be obedient. Amen. We are to be like the woman with the alabaster jaw. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know what it's supposed to be.
about the time we're living here. Listen to what he says.
want to end this one a little uh, short because uh, this other one's very important. As everybody is giving their allegiance to something, even as we, have, you know, pledge allegiance to our countries, whatever, there's a greater allegiance, brothers and sisters. There is a greater allegiance to us, and that allegiance is I pledge allegiance to the Lamb of God. This is talking about obedience. And this is talking about obedience like Christ, that many brothers and sisters have given their lives for the cause of the cross, for the cause of Christ. Amen. That we understand that we are to pledge allegiance to the Lamb of God. Amen. I pledge
chat room, say hi uh, to Brother uh, Brandon, NWO Truth Radio. Uh, we welcome you, Brother. I praise God for you to come to the Lord's Hour. You're welcome here in the uh, in, in the body of Christ here at the Lord's Hour. Praise God. You're welcome to come and listen. And you can ask some questions we have time for. Try to share what we know of the truth of God. And we still we be praying. Uh, you say you're hearing in terror. We pray that the Lord opens your ears and brings hearing to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, Brother Al. When Jesus said he is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living, he was refuting the Sadducees who did not believe in life after death. Amen. Thank you, Brother. Praise God. If you put up the scripture reference, amen. Yes, it is about the parable of the woman with the seven. Okay. Amen. Praise God. So, we've come to the time of prayer. Uh, brothers and sisters, any prayer requests out there? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, any of y'all have any prayer requests? We have a, a couple. Uh, one of uh, uh, Sister Brenda's uh, good friend's son is it went to the hospital, and it was colitis that we need to pray for healing for Sam in your prayer uh, in your prayer list put down Sam uh, this is uh, Brenda's good friend Don and her son named Sam needs healing amen amen discernment family and friends yes this uh, sunshine pray for discernment amen to that Especially in these days. Discernment for family. And friends. Another one we need to pray for. Um, uh, Sis Brenda's daughter. That she. Would learn to have faith. That Christ is able. To not only save her. But to heal her. And that we pray for healing upon her teeth and her uh, gums in the name of Jesus. And, and, and about something about her roots, that they want to do surgery, but we pray that God heals her and shows himself strong. Amen? Uh, you, you have to uh, seek the Lord on that, Brother Brandon. Uh, um, yeah, we're not... <clears throat> We believe the uh, uh, the Vatican. I'm not saying all Catholics, but the Vatican. Yes, they're misleading people. They truly are. Uh, I think they're in line with uh, what Christ and and uh, the believers call the Nicolaitans. If you look at the Word of God about that, that they have a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. Amen. We need to pray for all. Yeah, Nicolaitans. Yes, I think uh, it's spelled. Uh, different. Let me see. I think I remember how it's spelled. Like it's sort of like this. Uh, I think Nickelodeon's, it's close to that. Uh, if anybody there knows about it. Yes. Yes, that's yes, that's wrong, uh, Brother Brandon. Uh, uh, we pray for them that they come to know truth. We're not supposed to pray to statues. And we're not supposed to pray to Mary. She was a servant of God. She's a child of God, just like us. We don't worship. We only worship the Lord God. Amen? Only worship the Lord God. 
Okay. We pray for Smith uh, Sunshine's husband's friend, John, for the business. Yes. Thank you, Brother Al. You're coming through, Brother. Thank God. <laughs> thank you. Need all the help I can get. Okay. We need to pray for Sis Sunshine. Yes, she is. You have any prayer requests there, Sis, uh, Sis Crystal? Uh, text them to uh, Sis Brenda, okay? Pray for uh, Sis Sunshine's husband's, excuse me, husband friend John for blessings from the Lord for his business. Period, already Yes. Yes. Well, okay. And Marietta has been uh, ministering to the, believe it or not, the same, uh, some of the same caregivers taking care of uh, William is taking care of Roger. Wow. That's awesome. Amen. Keep praying for Sister Marietta as her husband is in hospice, brothers and sisters, in hospice, and I pray that he comes to know Christ. I pray he becomes to know Christ before he takes his last breath. I pray he's waking up that eternity is right in front of him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's the greatest comfort and peace he can have. Yes, uh, Brother Brandon, I agree that we need to pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters in Syria, Palestine, and everywhere. Yes, pray for the... Pray for the persecuted believers. Uh, it's, it's right yes. Uh, Ms. Crystal, uh, yes, pray for her son, little uh, Jose. Pray for persecuted Christians. And Jose, Amen. Pray for Sis Crystal, for her uh, husband, Jose, to get his uh, papers to be legal in the U.S. Immigration, I think. Just pray for her husband's uh, papers to uh, be in the U.S. And for her little one, her son, Jose Jr., to receive the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Pray to receive the Holy Spirit. Pray to receive the Holy Spirit. For Jose Jr. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, we've got to go to the Lord in prayer. The time is getting upon us. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you and just praise you in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray you put your healing hand upon Sam. Lord God, we pray that you you would uh, uh, heal and create new uh, uh, lower bowel systems, intestines, and all that includes them. We rebuke against this. We rebuke the spirit. I mean, we rebuke this disease of colitis in the name of Jesus and pray for healing, Lord, from your healing hand. Father God, we pray for April, Lord, that you would grow her faith, and Lord, that you would touch her, as you would honor our prayers and touch her and show you that you are strong, that you're able to save her, but you're able to heal her in her body too. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for healing upon this tooth and root. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray for discernment for the families and for our friends. Give us wisdom. 
and guidance and what to say and not to say, Lord. And understand that we are to warn them. And they need to wake up. Judgment is coming. Time to get right with God and turn away from this evil world and look to the Lord God and to the heavens. Father God, I pray for this sunshine. And I pray for her husband's friend, John. Lord God, I pray for his uh, for his uh, for his uh, business to be blessed by you, Lord. His uh, blessings from you, Lord, on his business, Lord, and it will grow and prosper in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray for our persecuted believers, persecuted believers in Christ. We pray for our brothers and sisters as they are beaten and they're tortured and they're killed for their faith. Oh Lord. What great obedience they show, that they would not deny you no matter what. Oh, Father, I pray that we have a heart like that. And, Lord, I pray for our brothers and sisters and what they face. And, Lord, I know that like Stephen, they're looking up and seeing you, and that you are proud and you rejoice over the believers that are willing to die and pour out their life and blood as you did, Lord. Father God, I pray for husbands, uh, for Sis Crystal's husband. This Crystal's husband, that his papers will come through, that he will become evil to stay in the United States, I pray. Father God, I pray uh, for her, her son, Hosea Jr., that he will receive the Holy Spirit. Father God, we pray for uh, our lost loved ones and family members, each one, <clears throat> that they will come to know Christ and be reconciled to God. Father God, I pray for the nation of Israel and Jerusalem and pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel, Father God. And I pray for my brothers and sisters here, for Brother Al, for Brother Brandon and Sis uh, Sunshine and Sis Crystal and Sis Mary Edgar was early and all that are listening are guests. I pray for a blessing. And I pray for the presence of the Lord to come over our life. And I pray the Holy Spirit that we will hear his voice and that we will obey and walk in the ways of the Lord in these last days in such a time as this. Father, we give you all the glory and praise, and thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And brothers and sisters, in this time, in the days we're living, that we keep watching and praying and looking up, that we are looking forward to a holy wedding day. This is the story of the Son of God hanging on a cross for me. But it ends with a bride and groom And a wedding by a glassy sea Oh, death, where is your stain? Cause I'll be there singing Holy, holy
we got plenty of people trying to point out all the headlines and all the stuff going on in the world. We need to get focused on the word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. As the Lord leads you, I pray the Spirit will anoint you and lead you. Well, bless each one of you, brothers and sisters. Uh, I thank you for coming, and and I just pray that you keep looking up and watching and uh, and take hold of what God is saying about being obedient in this time. It is so important. It is a matter of life and death. It very is. It's a matter of life and death. Uh, I'm not sure, brother. Uh, oh, Blog Talk Radio? No, we, we've been here for a while. What, a couple of years, maybe? About two years, brother uh, uh, Brandon. The Lord's Hour has been here for, I think, about five. The Lord's Hour has been here about five. Okay. He has an email. Okay, brother, I'm writing it down. NWO Truth. Is that all capitals? Well, bless each one of you. Praise God. Okay. Amen. It's all capital. Amen. Well, bless each one of you. Praise God. Uh, Our prayers are with you. We love you. We thank you for coming to the Lord's hour. Just keep looking up and watching. Keep trusting the Lord. We're going to probably see some amazing things start happening here, brothers and sisters. The Lord God is going to shake everything that can be shaken. That's by his word. That's by the truth. And that we are to keep looking and watching for him. Don't get focused on Antichrist in this world. Get focused on Christ. Get focused on our Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, bless each one of you. We love you. Shalom. Shalom and good night. Shalom and good night. That was your sister. Saying, uh, mighty message tonight. Amen. All glory to Jesus. Uh, tonight for the both of